Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. Radio MD. Radio MD. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. We know parents have so many questions and fears concerning the spread of COVID-19. And some parents, even myself at times, may be reluctant to bring their child to the doctor even when it's an emergency, and it can be terrifying for parents. Joining us today on Healthy Children is Dr. Allison Tothy. She's an associate professor of pediatrics with a specialty in pediatric emergency medicine at the University of Chicago Medicine. She's also a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Tothy, it's such a pleasure to have you back on again. Help us to understand COVID and our kids. Do we have some latest information on how it's affecting our kids? And you can mention both emotionally and physically. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on, on today. You know, a lot of the information is, is trickling in slowly. We're getting more and more information. Unfortunately, as more and more people are getting sick, we still believe that the majority of kids are only suffering from mild illness if they are infected with COVID, which is really great news and hopefully should reassure parents. As you know, and you've seen in the news, we are seeing some children who have a, a post-viral infection that is incredibly serious. And that piece of news is probably scary for parents. Fortunately, it's still a really small number of kids. So most of the children we see are having mild illness. When you talk about mild illness, it's there's seasonal allergies going on right now. Kids get the cold. It's flu season. What are some of the first symptoms that parents should be on the lookout for? And how do we know what it is we're dealing with? So some of the first symptoms are like any other cold, cold, cough, fever. The COVID-19 does, you know, p- people report a loss of sense or of taste or smell, which is different than a lot of other colds. But the majority of children are reporting cough, uh, runny nose, fevers, some body aches, not unlike flu symptoms or other colds that we've seen. Well, and as our children, and I know COVID has kept some parents, they've delayed not only well visits, but even vaccinations, which is another show we can talk about at another time. But <laughs> but the fact is that even if our child is sick, and I know as a parent, I've, I've done two telehealth visits now because I was really concerned about my daughter for various things. So 
Tell us a little bit about when we call our doctor. Our kids maybe develop a fever. How high should that be? When do we be concerned? When do we call our doctor? And can we do it through telehealth? When does that change over? I love that you did the telehealth visits. I think that's a great option. And most pediatric practices have really transitioned really nicely to being able to offer that to their patients and their families. So so that is absolutely a great option. Most importantly, I think that if you're concerned about your child and you have a pediatrician, you, you should call your, pedi- your pediatric office, your pediatrician, and ask them to help guide you if you're concerned. Pediatricians and their teams are really well-versed at being able to help families decide if they're able to go to the emergency, if they need to go to the emergency department, if they need to be seen in person, or if they can do a telehealth visit. And all of those are viable options, and your pediatrician can help you decide what you should be doing. That being said, obviously, if if your child is having difficulty breathing, is complaining of shortness of breath and chest pain, has had a prolonged fever, is sleepier than usual, not eating and not and and not keeping anything down, then it's probably time to go to the emergency room to be uh, seen. And I'll tell you, you shouldn't be scared to take your child to the emergency room or to your pediatrician's office. All of us as physicians are really, really, really conscious of how scared our patients and our families are to venture outside and to come to the hospital. And we are doing everything we can to protect all of our patients and families and keep the environment as safe as possible. Well, thank you for that reassurance for parents, Dr. Tothi. So first of all, for kids, we hear that they may be asymptomatic carriers, Can you tell parents that are concerned about this, because some kids want to maybe see their friends even at a distance and with masks on, but nobody quite understands this asymptomatic carrier portion of it. Can you give us a little explanation? Sure. You know, now is still not the time to have play dates for your kids. Certainly remember that even if the kids are healthy, they've been around parents who might be working, other loved ones. So while that bubble of children might feel safe, it's, it's those outside contacts that each family has that is, is the unknown or the unsure exposure. Many people, including kids, might have been infected and not show symptoms yet and can possibly spread the illness even if they're not showing symptoms. And kids, we know, like I said, might not show a lot of symptoms. They might have very mild symptoms or they might not have any at all. And they can be carriers. They They can pass the illness from one person to another. Do we know how long that they can be carriers. It's a question that I've been hearing from parents and my kids, and I'm thankful that you said it's not the time for play dates and things, but then a lot of the arguments these kids say is, well, I've been in quarantine for literally two months, and so has this friend. So can we, and I know you mentioned, but do we know anything about how long someone can incubate as an asymptomatic carrier? 
Yeah, I'm uh, Melanie. I'm hearing the same arguments in my house, so I completely sympathize with uh, parents who are getting those those arguments from their teens. Uh, we don't know is the short answer. There's so much unknown right now because it's only been a few months that we've been dealing with with the with COVID-19 in the United States, and and so we aren't. 100% sure how long it how long kids might be asymptomatic the most people say that quarantine for 14 days really truly quarantine with no symptoms but that but that means that you haven't had contact with someone who might be positive in 14 days and remember while some parents are working from home or all sheltering in place not all parents and families are many many people are still working outside the home they, they are also running errands and going to grocery stores and doing all the normal daily activities that they need to do to support their families. And that's where the risk comes. So it's not just about the kids who, yeah, they're sitting, you know, just like my kids on couches and sheltering a place and um, relying on the internet to communicate with their friends and hang out. That's not where the biggest issue is. It's all the other people that they are coming into contact with. Well, certainly, and hiding in their bedrooms as well. That's a really yep. common thing with these teens. My <laughs> goodness, if they come out just to eat and then run back in there as soon as they're done. Now, if, God forbid, one of our kids shows symptoms, what do you want parents to know about other people in the house and what we should be doing? And if a child shows these symptoms but doesn't have difficulty breathing in those things, is this a trip to the emergency room or to our pediatrician? So the first thing I would tell parents is to take a deep breath and, and try to settle your nerves and your worry and take a good look at your child and realize that they might feel a little bit sick, but they probably don't look much different than when they have any other cold during, during cold or flu season as well. What I would say is this is not the time to come to the emergency room. It's not even the time necessarily to go to your pediatrician's office. Apart from supportive care, like keeping your child hydrated, using Tylenol or ibuprofen to support a fever, and there isn't a lot to do. It's all symptomatic care. And so the best thing to do is if you have a pediatrician, give your pediatrician a call, check in with them. They'll probably tell you, stay at home, support them, and give us a call at any point if you need um, any assistance or you have any questions. For your kids at home, what I would recommend is trying to have them if they can have the, if they can have their own space try to keep them in their own space if you have the possibility to use have them use their own an, a single bathroom have them use their own bathroom uh, if they need to be around people it's time to probably mask at home if you you know really good hand washing more so than you've ever done wipe down all high contact surfaces doorknobs, kitchen drawer pulls, light switches, faucets, the handle on the toilet, all the things that people come in contact with multiple times a day. It's time to be hypervigilant in, in, in cleaning. So important. This is great information, Dr. Tothi. And before we wrap up, as we said, kids are hiding in their bedroom. We're worried if they have a little cough or a stuffy nose. Parents, you know, our blood pressures rise real quick. 
there seems to be a worldwide stress that we're all feeling from this right now. Can you put it into perspective for us as a specialist in emergency medicine and based on what you're seeing with our kids to help us manage the emotional challenges that our kids are going through and our and ourselves are going through so that we can help our kids with all of this? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that the first answer is it's independent for every person and every family and everyone manages stress differently. And your kids are under stress. Remember, this is new for them just as it is new for us, for all of us. And and how we react to that stress feels different. So I think it's really important for everyone to have a little more patience with one another. Recognize that maybe your kid will spend a little more time on their iPad or on their phone, or they might spend a little bit more time in their room not wanting to talk to one another. That being said, it's really important to spend time, if you can, as a family. Uh, go outside, put the screens down, go for a walk, socially distance, but go for a walk. Play some games if you can. Try to spend just a little more quality time together, but recognize it's quality time, not quantity time. And everyone needs their space to process all of the stresses that are going on. It's great information. Dr. Tothi, you are such an excellent guest as always. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us some reassurances for parents, but telling us also when it's time to call our pediatricians and why it's so important that we do recognize those symptoms. And if our children have trouble breathing or any of those things you described, that we are not afraid to go visit a healthcare provider or go to the emergency room should we need to. So thank you so much again. You're listening to Healthy Children right here on Radio MD. You can also listen at Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. And you know, with this show, all of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard for pediatricians. We love our pediatricians here at Radio MD. And if you're a parent like I am, you know that those pediatricians are a lifeline when you are raising your children. So utilize your pediatrician. That's what they do. And they are so good at it. Share this show with your friends and family on social media because that's how we get this really quality information. And we learn from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics together. So be sure to share this show so we all have the information really as good as it gets. This is Melanie Cole for Healthy Children and Radio MD. Stay well.